A Monday night football loss always leads to changes. What do they have to be this week on a short week up to the Raiders? Matt Derrick's going to tell us today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We call this the day after show around here. Matt Derrick from Chiefs Digest is with us. Uh, fresh off of uh, some information from coordinators that uh, hopefully will shed some light on what is the uh, the abyss of questions after this last ball game. We're brought to you today by Game Time. You'll hear more about them later, but check out that app. Create an account and use our code LOCKEDONNFL. It'll get you $20 off your first purchase of last-minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. We have a lot to cover. We appreciate you making us your first listen here on Tuesday uh, here at the Locked On Chiefs show on the Locked On Podcast Network, where everybody is here every day, at least five days a week. You everydayers know that. We are always around and uh, generally give you some bonus content as well. We appreciate you liking, subbing, and hitting that bell here on YouTube and getting over on Spotify and Apple for all these subscriptions because you never know when you want to hear us two, three times uh, whine, cry, and complain as I am about to today. Matt's going to talk me down from that. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com and RGR Football. This is my 11th year on this beat. Uh, Matt, who actually does the work and I just uh, confounded myself with, uh, the editor of Chiefs Digest, has been on this beat uh, longer than I have round and about and have you seen anything matt that has backfired so poorly as this particular bye week in the history of andy reed in kansas city you know i mean we kind of i think that's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit about the the andy reed success on a bye week streak coming to an end um but hey this is one of the more tough battles he's had and you know and it's probably a little bit of reversion to the mean because I mean, Andy's Andy's record on on the bye week is actually getting pretty close to just his regular season record, which is also pretty good, by the way. So you know, it's it's at this point maybe it's starting to even out. And but uh, yeah, um, guess it was a little bit unexpected the way that this one unfolded, though. It, it certainly was in a number of ways. And folks, we're going to talk later in the show about is this upcoming game a get right after this blunder. And, and how do they go about that, as well as what the defense is going to look like. But we have to concentrate on the focus right now on the offensive side of the ball. And, and as I dig through the stats and look at uh, snaps played, et cetera, this is what stands out to me. And I had to spend some time looking at this. 4.1 is the magic number for last night's defeat on Monday Night Football. That is the yards per attempt for Patrick Mahomes, which is, as of my research this afternoon, officially the lowest of his career. Does that surprise you in any way? Um, yes and no. I mean, yes, in the sense that, you know, this is maybe three or four kind of really stinker games that Mahomes has had this year. And uh, and some of them have been here in quick succession. I mean, he had a really bad game against Denver. I mean, uh, maybe a couple of bad games against Denver. And it's, it's becoming a, a trend. And so then again, I mean, he's had, I mean, he has had some bad games in the past, but I'll tell you what, you know what? And I, and I would get hazard to guess that probably one of his worst games um, outside of this one, previous worst was probably in 2021. And I tell you what, I'm starting to get a lot of vibes between this team and, and the 2021 team. Just even though the defense is a whole lot better, 
um, we're starting to hear a lot of the same kind of talk as far as that 2021 team is just being off just a bit on offense. And they were off a bit on offense all season. And what happened? It ended up biting them in the AFC championship game. It certainly did. And I mean, here's the scary part to me. The other big metric, and we talk about this in, in relativity to the wide receivers all the time, but that 2021 year was 36 drops. Last season was 28. So yes, an improvement, but not, not markedly, to tell you the truth. All of them are down from the, the height in 2020 at 40, but they already have 19 drops this season. Accounted for, and this is all for PFF's uh, grading and, and consulting here, that's still ahead of the pace of anything that we would have expected. They credited him with four drops last night as well. We might be able to argue about them, but I'm not going to. At the end of the day, how much of Patrick's performance after 24-ish hours or 20-ish hours do you attribute to him himself versus the environment that he's in, the lack of, of trust or the lack of cohesion and chemistry between the wide receivers, but also with the offensive line? Is this starting with the quarterback or is the quarterback the symptom of the system? I mean, I think it's the latter. I really do. I mean, I, I don't think that Patrick Mahomes is ever going to be the cause of a problem in Kansas City. Um, he might not be able to fix whatever the cause is. And maybe there's some things that his style might make worse sometimes. Um, but I, I never think he's going to be at the root of the problem. But I think you've hit on it there, which is that it's a lot of things. I mean, is it the chemistry of the wide receiver room? Certainly a factor. Is it the quality of the wide receivers room? Probably another factor. Um, same thing with the offensive line. Is it a, a matter of chemistry and quality? possibly there and on both of them as well is it a problem with game planning and and calls uh i mean i think that's a bit of it as well is it another piece of the puzzle is is absolutely that it's solving the riddle of the defenses that the chiefs are facing and kind of figuring out a solution i mean that again takes me back to 2021 remember because that was the season in which everybody copied what the tampa bay buccaneers did in the super bowl and it basically took an entire season for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to kind of figure out how to, to tweak it, this what they were doing. And now teams are, are deploying things a little bit differently than they did in 2021 and even 2022. Um, I think the way that they're, they're playing Travis Kelsey, the way that they're, they're going about going after Mahomes, because even though, you know, last night the Eagles blitzed a, a little bit more than maybe the standard opponent did against the Chiefs. I mean, I think that, once again, the, the book is out there, you know, as far as you keep Patrick Mahomes in the pocket and just try and make to see if you can wait until the Chiefs make a mistake. And, you know, there was a little bit of that last night that the, the, the Eagles did, too. So I do. I mean, I think it's a little bit of everything. How do you fix a little bit of everything? That's what Andy Reid is left with and Matt Nagy and that coaching staff. And I think you're seeing the results of that is that there's not one solution. And I'm not sure that they exactly know what the solution is. Well, they have a number of weeks to get it done before it starts to count. We're going to get into that. Let's continue to help them out. That's coming up on the backside of this message from our pals. Sometimes the best time to get ready for that ball game is just a couple days beforehand. I do that all the time, and that's the way that it goes in this business. If you want to get to a ball game without having to worry about it, 
whatever the next big event is, whether it's music or uh, obviously Chiefs tickets or whatever you want. You want your all-in prices. You want to know what seat you're getting and you want the best price guarantee. You got to go check out Game Time because that's what they do. They let you see your seat before you get there. They're all-in prices are all up front. There's no hidden fees. And they're even going to give you 110% back on any difference that you find anywhere else. It's guaranteed prices that way for, for football, for basketball, concerts, theater, comedy, anything that you want to get last-minute tickets for, you want to go check out. All you got to do is get the guesswork out of getting those tickets by using Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Make sure you use the code LOCKEDONNFL when you sign up, and that's going to get you $20 off of your first purchase. That's Game Time, the app. Create the account and use the code LOCKEDONNFL. That's going to give you $20 off. It's Game Time. It's last-minute tickets. It's lowest prices, and it's guaranteed. What isn't guaranteed is how you can continue to win ball games. And folks, if you want to hear more about this, you can hear us and every other show on the network on our latest, a 24-7 channel called Locked On Sports Live. You can get that here. There'll be a link, and we'll probably send you right to it here when this is over. And 24-7 is something that, that really you have to buckle down on because it feels like every minute of every every ball game that we've seen so far from this team, this defense has been on 24-7 so far this season. The question to me becomes, with another great performance last night, especially by a couple of guys that I'm sure that we'll, we'll talk more in depth than we did last night about, can they sustain this? Is this a winning model for the Kansas City Chiefs in 2023, at least until they figure out the offensive side, or are we doomed here to see some other stumble down the stretch? Yeah, and I mean, I'll tell you what, I mean, I've been pretty rosy on, on Tuesday, Ryan, after the game, because... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, I do think there was a little bit too much gloom and doom Monday night afterwards, because once again, I mean, this is one of the best teams in the NFL. Is it the offense that Chiefs fans are used to? No. I mean, and there's some serious concerns there and they need to be addressed. And, you know, they're obviously working on it, whether they'll get fixed is another thing. Um, but the reason why that this is one of the best teams in the NFL is that this is an incredible defense. And that is a little frightening, I guess, when you think about it, because, you know, had if this defense were as good as it say where it was last year um, or in some of the other years of the Steve Spagnuolo era, would the Chiefs be seven and three? Um, probably not. I mean, that would be a, this could be a really forgotten season, but this defense is for real. And I mean, I, I do think it's sustainable. I mean, certainly the key thing is injuries. You can't lose some key guys and everything and there's some there's some key guys that if you lost would be hard to replace i mean uh right now the way that legerius sneed and, and trent mcduffie are playing you're not going to replace either one of those two guys so you need them both uh chris jones just reminder once again the kind of presence that he has in, is in that defensive line and what he can do uh, and I mean, I, I think that this group's playing really well and, and we've seen it even when they have sustained injuries like Nick Bolton going down, they've been able to, you know, go forward. Now is the run defense suffering without Nick Bolton? Probably. Uh, I think we saw some more signs of that on Monday night. Yeah. Um, you know, th this team gets a little bit different. I mean, you know, there's some things that maybe Drew Tranquil does just as well as Nick Bolton. And, you know, obviously he calls a game pretty well and sets a defense, so they haven't lost anything from that standpoint. But, yeah, I mean, if this if the Chiefs had to play without Justin Reed or one of these guys we're talking about, yeah, there might be some problems. But at this point, I mean, 
one of the great things about a Steve Spagnuolo defense is that it's multiple and adaptable. So that's the thing is that, you know, it's not built for just one offense. They, they can tinker that so easily and make changes and adapt to the opponent. So, you know, you really don't end up with, to me, and that's why, you, you you know, the way that this defense is playing. I mean, I don't know that you're going to necessarily see it. This Chiefs defense give up like 34 points. When it's good, it can be good in a lot of different styles. I think that's going to be uh, critical once you get to the postseason because I, I don't know that there's a way out of this right now for the defense. And the one thing that I can say is that this is probably the most formidable offense they're going to face until uh, the first round of the playoffs, and whether you think that's the wild card of the division or whatever you all think, until they're on the field in January uh, in, in the postseason. But the critical thing for me is we've seen this rotation of what's been able to be effective on the defensive side of the ball. And last night we saw that fall away. There were there were only two players that produced more uh, than two pressures on the night. One of them is your soon-to-be 30-ish million-dollar defensive tackle in Chris Jones. The other one was a corner coming off of the nickel. And the scary thing is those are the only two guys that were able to effectively pressure the quarterback. That at this point, what we've seen is a group mentality through this season now coming down to just two players, two star players that should you come up short, if you should you have an ankle twist in practice one day, you're talking about that becoming significantly reduced in the effectiveness of the pass rush in particular, which I think more and more teams are going to start to take advantage of. That, in to me, is a cause for concern about sustainability. Is that just the, the Eagles matchup? Am I making more than I should out of this? No, I don't think you necessarily are. I mean, I, I there are. I think you have to have some concerns about that. I mean, it's and you're right. I mean, and, and the and the one concern you could possibly take away from Monday night's game is that you know, yeah, the Chiefs piled up five sacks and got a lot of pressure on Hurts in the first half. That was not the case in the second half. Um, the the Eagles adapted. They you know they changed their protections a little bit. Um, did the Chiefs you know change things in the wrong way in the second half? Maybe, but I, I give the Eagles a lot more credit for, you know, making some adaptions and, and changes. Um, the other thing, too, is that, you know, the, the Chiefs had some plans for trying to slow down the Eagles and they worked in the first half and just didn't in the second half as much. And and, and both and that's the thing is that, you know, both the run and the pass can be problems. And, you know, Chris Jones, for instance, really dwelled on that that quarterback draw and run that that Jalen Hurts had for the touchdown on third and five. And Steve Spagnuolo was when I asked him about it on Tuesday as well. Um, he's like, that was the one that they really want back because they thought that they had a plan for stopping Jalen Hurts in the backfield uh, to keep him from being able to bust free and have some big runs like that. And, and that was just a simple over pursuit. They got out of their angles and Hurts went basically untouched into the end zone. And you can't do that. Um, you got to play with more discipline than that. And, and typically this defense has been doing that. So once again, I mean, I, I, I am optimistic that this defense can continue and sustain this, but you know, if they, if this defense has in breaks downs along the way, I mean, maybe we'll look at this Eagles a, a second half and we'll see maybe that was where some of the crumble started. I think that's what we have to do, but we also have to take a look at how do they get back on track? How do they support this defense? Is this a possibility upcoming against uh, everyone's favorite Las Vegas Raiders? That's coming up next. We are brought to you by Prime's Picks, and that is the easiest, fastest, most fun way to play daily fantasy sports. They're the largest platform in North America. 
It's super simple and gives you everything that you need just to get in, get out, and make your place. Instead of battling thousands of players, pros, sharks, etc., you can just pick more or less on two to six player staff projections and watch the winnings roll in. It makes life super simple. You can win up to 25 times your money this football season just by getting in on the action. Do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to break 280 yards? You want to take the more. Do you think that Justin Watson is going to be the leading receiver at seven receptions? If not, you can take the lower. You can do whatever you want. It's just higher or lower against the stat line, and then you can get in the action. Two to six entries gets you online, and you can win up to 25 times your entry. It makes it super simple all the time. It's 60 seconds, and you're out the door on a very, very friendly app that PrizePix has put together for you, and it's super simple to get it all back. When you use our code and go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL, that's use the code locked on NFL. That is all one word. And that first deposit match is coming back to you at $100. You put in $100, they're going to give you $100 as well. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL. Super, super simple. It's at prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I think when we look ahead, and I think we have to look ahead. Let's 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 be real. Uh, looking forward, looking back at this particular ball game is just going to infuriate people a little bit farther. This is uh, a unique season, even for for a franchise like the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they've already dismissed their head coach. Uh, for those of us who had kind of anticipated that possibility, it's not much of a surprise, except for the fact that their interim coach has started to get things a bit turned around. Now, they've got uh, a journeyman, uh, I, I think a plumber's apprentice, playing quarterback out there in Las Vegas. But the matchup still is prime, and it's a rivalry, and it's it's all the things that roll into it, Matt. Coming off of this sour taste in your mouth after the Eagles, is this a possibility that all your frustrations get taken out uh, on Max Crosby and his teammates? Is this a get-right game against the Raiders? I mean, it, it could very well. And, you know, the Raiders are really hard to judge right now because, you know, like you said, they are playing well. They're 2-1 and one under Antonio Pierce. And, and and I kind of expected at least a little bit of a rebound when they got rid of Josh McDaniels because everybody's happy in Las Vegas. <laughs> everybody's relieved that Josh is gone. I mean, that's what happens when the, in the wake of Josh McDaniels leaving someplace. Everybody gets really super excited and happy. So they were probably bound to have a little bit of a bounce back. The question is going to be, when does the talent problem catch up with them and, and kind of equalize the, the, the era of good feelings? Because eventually that's going to happen. Eventually it's going to, everybody's going to realize that, wait, wait a minute, we're not very good. I mean, that's going to be the problem. Um, could happen this week. Maybe the Chiefs will remind them that you know, this is a 500 team or worse. And, and and get right. I mean, Chiefs have certainly done it before in Vegas, and it wouldn't surprise me in the least. I mean, the, the Chiefs, I think, are, match up very favorably against Las Vegas. So if this is an opportunity for the offense to get right, it wouldn't surprise me at all. It also wouldn't surprise me if the defense had an absolutely stunning performance. I mean, this, this is a you're right. I mean, I, there's not a lot that, any, that people can tell you about the Raiders quarterback. Uh, might even not be able to get his name right. Uh, <laughs> it is Aiden O'Donnell, O'Connell, folks. Yeah, <laughs> say perfectly done. That was perfectly played, by the way. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just assume you were joking and, and making a, a great joke. So everybody should just assume that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, 
that's at some point the Raiders are going to wake up and turn into a pumpkin. And it, it could be this week and, and because the Chiefs are a really good team and they would be an appropriate candidate to remind the Raiders of who they are. I, I think that's that's well within it. I mean, when you, when you take a look at even the things that are uh, generally should be a strength uh, for the Raiders, you're getting 2.8 yards of carry the last uh, ball game for Josh Jacobs, who I think maybe that they ought to be leaning on more. We can we could talk about uh, who's designing the offense there. Pierce, in his background specifically, obviously being on the defensive side, I think you, you've seen more stoutness there, it, it, almost to the point that if the Chiefs under estimate the ability of this team again which seems to be a theme more so this season than years previous this is a team whose strength is is their defense the Chiefs are weakest on offense this year I don't expect this to be something where they get easily outscored but if you take it too lightly and you're too consumed about what you didn't do in the last 60 minutes, this next 60 minutes might be something that ends up biting them. You have Max Crosby. Jerry Tillery's made plays against this team for some reason. It, it all comes back to me, unlike the last segment, that it's about this offense and how you exploit what's available to you in Las Vegas. Do you think that that's the right approach this week after this kind of loss? Yeah, I'm going to be very interested to see how Andy Reid and the coaching staff kind of push the buttons this week. Because I can tell you, after that game last night, this is a P.O. team. Um, and that alone can be a pretty motivating factor. I don't know that Andy Reid is going to need to provoke this team to get them angry when they take the field against the Raiders. I mean, I think they're going to be angry on their own. Uh, maybe he needs to stoke it a little bit. It's hard to tell. I mean, they will, you know, we have seen him challenge this team at times. But, you know, usually when he challenges his team, and especially his offense, he'll do it after a win after maybe a subpar performance you know usually after a loss he's a little bit more love him up um but i don't know how that's gonna i don't think he wants to really change the mood of this team i think he wants some pedo po'd when they had the vegas next week and i think he wants them angry so that they're ready to take out their frustrations on somebody uh i don't think he wants them feeling too good about themselves next week um, so I'll be interested to see just as, you know, far as what the tone is over the next few days. And, and it is a short week in a lot of different ways. Um, not just because the chiefs played on a Monday night, but, you know, with Thanksgiving as well, everybody's going to be, you know, getting with their families and taking basically a half day off on Thursday. Um, mm -hmm. that can, you know, kind of take the mood out of things. And I, and honestly, I mean, I think that's probably more of an effect for the home team. I, I always think that's, you know, playing at home on Thanksgiving, I think is almost more of a challenge than playing on the road because once you get on the road, it's all about business and you leave Thanksgiving behind. Yeah. You have that, that concentration ability that maybe isn't there otherwise. I, I look at a couple of matches, so we're going to tell you more about them here uh, later in the week as we get ready for this ballgame. But uh, if there was anything, Matt, that we can maybe glean on to, for me, it is that you have to feed what is good about this offense, um, the guys that are making plays. And maybe no one has been pestered more so in the last couple of weeks than what the Dolphins chose to do uh, to the slot corner Nate Hobbs for the Raiders. Uh, hit him with 13 targets. He allowed 12 receptions for 136 yards. And yes, Tyreek Hill was a large chunk of that, folks. But you have Sky Moore, you have Kadarius Tony, you have Rasheed Rice, all who can run from inside. Uh, we'll see what happens with Washington and everything else. Is this time where you concentrate on 
who's actually making the plays for you rather than trying to force the ball game and the ball scheme to the outside? Do you just take what's in there and attack the middle? Well, I mean, I think that's one of the things that the Chiefs just absolutely need to do, period, um, regardless of really who the opponent is. I mean, I think that they just need to go out there and do exactly that uh, because that's what defenses are giving the Chiefs right now. They're giving them, you know, underneath in the middle of the field. And clearly the Chiefs have some guys who can make plays in space if you get them the ball and you get it out quickly. And again, I think we saw that in the script Monday night, and that certainly that second drive, that that scoring drive was was a piece of work. And once again, it was a lot of just getting the ball out quickly to some of your playmakers and letting them get things done. And the thing is, is that the Chiefs just need to be able to sustain that and continue it throughout a game, which they have not really done this year outside of Really, maybe arguably Chicago, which I, I grade on a curve because it was Chicago, and maybe the Chargers, which I think the Chiefs just kind of you know absolutely dominated that game. Maybe it was their best performance. Maybe it was once again opponent driven. But I, I, I yeah, I mean to me, especially if you've got a guy who's struggling, keep him struggling. That's absolutely got to be the goal. And if these Chiefs receivers aren't licking their chops at the opportunity of, of lining up and taking a matchup like that, especially after the what they just got delivered on Monday night, I mean, what are you waiting for? Yeah, there is no time like the present. Uh, and that includes for you, Matt, pre-holiday, pre-Thanksgiving turkey meal. How do you see this ball game, uh, quote unquote, against the Raiders going? Yeah, I'm I'm still kind of cogitating on a score. Monday night always slows me down. So I'm fairly confident the Chiefs are going to win this game. I mean, I think the intangibles are going to favor them. I think the, the, I think they are the better team. I mean, certainly they are the better defense. Um, this could, I think, be a really ugly matchup because the Chiefs defense is, to me, playing best football in the league. And against a, a young, inexperienced quarterback, this is a prime opportunity. I mean, you know, I could see a, a turnovers and sacks in a, in a bunch in this game. And if that's the case and, and you know, this, the Chiefs can put this one away early, run the football a little bit, maybe it can be a slump buster to a degree for this offense. And maybe the, the defense can help to spark the offense in that way. Uh, I am looking for a big win. I mean, I do think it's going to be double digits. I'll, I'll think out of it a little bit and I'll, I'll try and get it to you before the Friday show, Ryan, but I, 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 I feel, I feel pretty, I feel pretty confident. I, I should be guarding against taking the chiefs in a big win because I have vowed that I wasn't going to do that until they win one big, but then I see a team that is just that one should be clearly better and two should be motivated. It makes me think that they're going to win big. Yeah, I have to think so as well, folks. If that update comes to fruition, you'll have that on Friday, along with my prediction down to the score as well as Chris Clark. So make sure that you're with us and make sure you're checking out everything that Matt is putting on ChiefsDigest.com. You can find it on uh, the website. You can find it on YouTube as well, at Chiefs Digest. I don't know if you're going to put your prediction on there, if you're just saving that for us. Uh, that'll be just for you, Ryan. Just just oh, for you and just everybody in the pod. Good. Then, no, then only only we here can decide uh, just how much better you are at this than I am. So thank you for your time, Matt. We appreciate you. As always, Ryan. Take care, everybody. Folks, you have a great day. We'll be back. We have Inside Info with Q tomorrow, and then we'll be back to preview the game for Friday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Hope you guys have a blast. We'll talk to you on the backside.